0: Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. And welcome back to another episode of No More Leadership BS, where I am here with the Masters of Leadership for another fun-filled episode. Three of you know who I'm talking about. Today's episode is something about that I have been working with an organization on, and that is... Properly onboarding new team members to your team. So many companies think they do it. Some companies do it really well. Some companies don't do it really well. And what I mean onboarding is you hire someone new to your team and you bring them to work. Do you just let them go into the wild or do you actually nurture those new employees? to be productive over time and doing it, training them. God, I'm stumbling over my words. I've only had two cups of coffee. I apologize. For me, my own personal leadership philosophy is you treat new employees as you would a brand new baby. When brand new babies are born, they're not just born and then released into the wild. You as a parent have to mentor them, show them the way, be the example, teach them the rules, teach them what is right and wrong, how to act. To me, that is a proper onboarding experience. So we've all had experiences with onboarding and onboarding people. And I'm going to start with Mr. Geyer. Mr. Geyer, what do you think should be the best way to onboard someone?
1: Wow, the best way. That's a great question. What's the best way? The best way for to onboard a new team member is whatever way is going to get that team member accl- acclimated to your Business and your culture and your team the quickest. I think one of the stumbling blocks there, at least in my experience, is that s- some companies, some of us, I did, I think early on, and it got better. Treat the onboarding prox- process as just something we have to do. Mm-hmm. It's like a checklist that there's, we have to show them the movie about security in the workplace and we have to show the I movie and they have to sign their 401k documents and they have to provide the W9 and write the, all these checklist items I know. and yes, that stuff has to be accomplished. But yeah. to me that's not the most important part of onboarding most important part, and I like your analogy about young children we have to show them what it's what it means to be part of this team and some of that, maybe like us small children, we don't do it early on, right they we don't even show them where the bathroom is. They just go on their pants. But how many new team members mm-hmm. don't know where the restroom is in your office building or in your mm-hmm. shop, right? How sure. many people don't know where the printer is in the copy machine? How many people don't know what the etiquette is in the lunchroom and all those kind of things? So, yes, you can create, I think, checklist items for those kind of things, but don't treat it as a checklist. It's really acclimating your newest team member to your I don't, I don't necessarily like the family analogy, but to your family, what it means to be a productive, established and well-fit team member in your organization. And I don't think that comes on a checklist. That comes from a, an intentional, very thoughtful and thought out onboarding process.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I agree with not using the word family. I like it using the word community. There
1: you Cause, go. You, cause yeah. you can't,
0: fi- you can't fire family, unfortunately. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what are some,
0: Disadvantages versus benefits to taking your time orientating, mentoring someone versus just throwing them out into the wolves. And then
2: anyone want to take that one? No, I'll jump on that. It depends on the person. It really totally depends on the person. Are they the kind that are going to jump in? Are they experienced previously? Is this is this somebody that's had years in the business versus just out of college? All of these kind of things will affect how they jump in. And there's something to be said for throw the baby in the pool and see if they learn how to swim. That proves that. I don't recommend it, by the way, but it does prove their ability, their resilience, and all that kind of stuff. Here's where I. This is where I part ways with most people when they're talking about onboarding. They use it as a checklist and they said this, I've done this. But do they come back around and check with this? This is a mentoring uh, uh, opportunity and it should be more mentoring than it is a checklist. If you can't do it as a boss, then assign somebody that can. Make sure that this is assimilated, that they understand, that they they have somebody to ask questions to. There is nothing worse than somebody saying, but I told you last week. I I know, but you told me 310 things last week. I grabbed one of them. Now I'm coming back and asking you for another one because I want to do this job. We forget. And some people won't ask because they feel stupid because they saw 842 videos on everything from the IT system to when's lunch. And and you just can't pull all that information. Onboarding is, in my estimation, depending on, uh, of course, there's so many things it it depends on, but six months before they're up to speed and ready to go. Yep. To be able to let go. And because you've probably in six months' time covered most of the, I know I heard that, but I don't even know where to look at it.
0: Yep. I usually tell board, tell the board when they're hiring somebody, nothing's going to happen, no change, no, for at least the first 45 to 90 days. It's because that new person needs to really understand what's going on within the office. What's the most important of onboarding?
3: Acclimation. So the more we're discussing with checklists, make sure that the computer is present, the email is set up, there's a place to work, you have the proper safety gear for your job, whatever it is, all that stuff is checklistable. And done. the acclimation is... This is who we are. this is why we think you're going to be a great fit, this is why we hired you. And also, here's how this is going to show up in your daily lives and its mm-hmm. job. So it's like you described the community, it's the teamwork, how you fit in here and why you're part of this team, versus this is how we do the tasks assigned to us. It's easy. It's making sure people know that their parts will be bigger, It will help them stick around longer and do a better job while they're there.
4: Geoff, do, do you want to what's, add to that? It's interesting because I was trying to think about this. And a lot of the jobs that I've had, the onboarding process has been minimal, if mm-hmm. at all. And like I think about, I worked at, a, at, at UPS for the Christmas season once in college. And the onboarding process was like, you spent two hours, you watched the safety video, you looked at, here's the bathroom, here's the lunchroom. Blah, blah, blah. You're just going to sling boxes. That's your whole job. You just put the boxes on the thing. Yeah. And the first time, like they put us down on the line, it, there was like, all right, here you go. You got the truck manager walked up and says, take the boxes in that, put them on there. And I looked at all the boxes and I thought, wait a minute. This looks really well organized. Are you sure? And he goes, yeah, just take the boxes and put them on the damn conveyor belt. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I just start moving boxes. And all of a sudden, I don't know, I get three quarters of the way through this truck and like, boom, hits the big red button. The entire assembly line stops and he comes over and just starts screaming at me like, what the hell are you doing? That truck's fully loaded. Why are you unloading it? And I was like, you told me to unload it. I asked you if this was it. Like it, it was it, like, you, I'm just doing what you told me to. And It like literally shut the entire process down for 20 minutes. We had to go through, collect all the boxes on from the assembly line, whatever got through and put them back in the truck. And I thought, wait a minute, wouldn't it have been beneficial to, in the training, help us to identify what's a fully loaded truck and what needs to be unloaded. But that wasn't there. That was, it was just like, do what they tell you. And that's been a majority of the jobs I've been at have been, there's no onboarding. It's, here you go. Here's the job. Just do it. Yeah. And if you do that, it wrong, they yell, yeah, and that's about it.
1: That's why I never got that thing I ordered from Amazon years ago is because yeah. you took it off the truck.
4: Damn it, McLaughlin. Pre Amazon, okay? Amazon was, yeah, free Amazon. Yeah. I'm that old. Wow. It was more eBay. It was more eBay. It was eBay. There was eBay stuff. For sure. So
0: I think everyone's intention, every business's intention is to create an onboarding process when i say onboarding they put out the job announcement they sift through the resume they pick the people they want to interview you go through an interview process you get hired for the position and then they bring you in and they have like guyer said they have you fill out the w2 and the i9 and the and they'll give you an employee handbook maybe if they've got one they'll run you through policies and procedures and they'll walk they'll just do a quick walk through of the office and show you where you're going to be working at and then that's really cool and awesome. And I think in my own personal experience, in my own personal opinion, I think 75% of the businesses do that. And then the day two is be free and make change. Be free and welcome to the company. But I think a real onboarding process is that next step. And it's it's the, a better onboarding process is that next step. And that's where when day two comes around, where you sit down with your supervisor and you talk about these are the tasks that you're going to be given. I'm check in with that person often. I call them standing meetings where you're standing in the doorway or standing next to the person. How you doing? Double checking, review how they're doing every other day or so. How are things going? Let me take a look at what you're doing. Make sure we're on the same page. And then hey, you wanna I'm going to have lunch at such and such a time. You want to meet me in the break room and we can and introduce them to people. Introduce that next person. I think some companies do that. I'll say, do that. It's the final 5% that prolong it. They'll do the third week and the the second week and the third week and the fourth week. And there's actually a structured plan where that falters, in my opinion, is we've got a six week plan for you. We're going to get you all orientated and we're going to get you acclimated to the organization. But about week two or three, the whirlwind happens. You get start getting locked up into the business. Excuse me. <clears throat> you get start getting locked up into the chaos of the culture, the chaos of the workflow. You start, the honeymoon phase starts to wear off a little bit. And then they start forgetting the remaining month of your onboarding process. And then you're just left to your own devices of what you think it should be. Your supervisor's not as readily available as they were in the first couple days. Teammates aren't as Available as they were in the first couple of days. What are some things that that we really need to get the point across to leaders that hey, the onboarding process is vital to the growth and nurturing of new employees and to the growth of your organizations.
3: What I would like to share is taking some of Geoff's story and focusing in on that process of making sure people understand and ask questions. As you have said, yes. unload the truck. Are you sure it looks orderly? Yeah, unload the truck. What did I just say? Do the job. Yeah. There's this initiative to get people in a money-making space so fast that the idea of training somebody to prepare them seems like a waste of time and money. Yeah. It is for our manufacturing friends, everybody. It's not just safety for them, it's also process. Yeah. If you're a leader and you've got a team that's on the floor doing a thing every day, and somebody says, you know what? Think there's a better way to do this. So there's two ways to approach that. One is you just got here a month ago. What do you know? Yeah, learn a job and then come back to me later, or learn out. So it's an engaging process, not a instructive, strictly instructive process. And if you if they have a question, three, Maybe you learned something as a new boss or as a boss, or maybe they you learned that they don't understand what you thought they did. Yeah. Either way, the questions are good at that conversation. Otherwise, you find yourself in a situation where things get messed up or and slowed down and you waste time and money. Or worst case, somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Nobody needs yeah. that. Yeah.
2: yeah. So is it safe, Jeff, to say that a chat GPT will never take over the the onboarding process? When I'm listening to all you guys, what you're really saying is the human connection versus the checklist or the process versus the human connection. And it sounds to me like the human connection is what makes onboarding work. It has
4: to. Successful onboarding. Successful onboarding.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because not every new employee orientates the same. So it's got, it's that nimble pivotism is, ooh, that's a great word. Pivotism. Oh, pivotism. (laughs) Nimble pivotism.
2: (laughs) That needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt.
0: Nimble pivotism. No kidding. I'm writing it down now. Never say never. Yeah, Exactly right. Yeah, everyone's different. And there needs to be that nimble pivotism to address it right then, right there. And you can't sit there and go, hey, let me plug this into chat GPT and see what they have to say. Orientation is a contact sport. You got to have that orientation buddy. You got to have that mentor to walk you through at least the first six weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I think f- for me, I, I was just sitting here thinking about it and now. It's a long time ago, but I spent six weeks at Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas Sorry, in late 1978 in basic training. And basic training is nothing more than the air, and I'm strictly talking about Air Force, my only experience. U.S. Air Force, basic training is their onboarding process. Yes. And it started the moment the bus stopped outside the barracks on the base. When we got on the airplane, I left out of Spokane and the air force reps, the recruiters and stuff that were there, very friendly and nice. It's going to be awesome. And when we got to San Antonio, the people that were at the airport were very friendly and we got on the bus and when we got off the bus, outside the barracks is when the drill instructor, the onboarding person, right, started explaining to us what it's like to be part of this team. And we learned about the history of the team and we learned about the expectations and we learned about all of those things. And people have the impression that basic training is just they're yelling at you all the time. And that that really isn't it. It's the onboarding process to the military, to the Air Force. And I learned a lot and it lasted for six weeks. The initial part of Mm -hmm. it was for six weeks. And it was something that, Conra, you just said that I never really thought about or realized before i made a human connection with drill sergeant hernandez and i never really thought about before he's a drill sergeant right supposed to be a pain in the neck and he was but i made a connection with him and i'll give you a quick story we'd have mail call and every night and if you got mail he'd just call out your name and give you the mail when i got mail which wasn't very often he would say my last name which is Geyer, except he would say gear and I would say, Geyer, sir, and he'd go, whatever, and throw the mail at me. The very last time we did mail call, right after graduating from basic training, we were back in the barracks and cleaning up our stuff. It's the last time we we're going to be together. We had mail call. I had a letter that day, and he got to my name, and he said, Geyer. And I said, that's Gear, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and... and As soon as I said it, I thought I was probably going to have to redo basic training because he'd be mad. (laughs) But but Sergeant Hernandez wasn't. He said, yeah, here you go, Airman Geyer at the time. Good luck in your service. And thinking back on that was the indicator that he had made a human connection with me and I'd been onboarded effectively and properly to the United States Air Force.
0: That's cool. That's cool. I think too many businesses bring people on and hope that they're going to acclimate. Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a business plan. It, and New
4: Hope is a great movie. New Hope is a great movie. I would great agree movie, with that. Not a good business plan.
0: Not, hope is not a strategy. They actually have to have a plan and actually stick to the plan because they may say, oh, it's, they'll catch on, they'll get it. I would much rather Maybe. have something structured and have a successful employee. You hired that person for a reason. Take six weeks to make sure that they are going to acclimate to your culture and understand what you expect from them. Take that time to do that. In the last minute or so, anybody have anything else they want to add on? How can people do a better onboarding process?
3: Yeah, There's the metaphor people use about drinking from a fire hose. I'll just yeah. offer, onboarding should not feel like waterboarding.
4: Amen. <laughs> Go slow to go fast.
2: I like what Jeff Conroy said in the green room. Is everybody see? Most people think they. How did you say that, Jeff? About thinking you do onboarding, but few people do. I don't know. How did you say that? It was so good. Was exactly
3: everybody, that, but super eloquent. Yeah. You, yeah. you didn't put it on a pillow. It was that good.
2: Yeah, yeah. it was <laughs> sorry. excellent. Uh, my, sorry. my
1: my thought is change your mindset about onboarding from ticking off a checklist of items we need to do and make it a mindset of, I'm investing in this new team member, in this new member in my community, and my investment is going to bring positive returns if I do the investment correctly.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Let's leave it on that. So thank you again for listening to this latest episode. If you have any questions, have any input, have any desire to talk to any one of us email us at askus at leadershipbs.co again ask us at leadershipbs.co until next time we are the no more leadership podcast gang and it's been a pleasure so let's talk soon
1: (laughs) bye you're right